set up I'm just in the bedroom like I normally am I don't know if you built yourself a fortress out of your couch cushions or anything oh that would actually be pretty dope <laughs> for next week <laughs> she's not that old yet <laughs> but when she does get to like, like toddler age what how old is a toddler two I think it's technically the yeah like the what qualifies? I think two I think all right so right around two years old when that little fuck is mobile and can move around and fuck shit up that's when the pillow fort. Yeah, that's when it's take all the cushions off the couch, flip the mattress upside down, save all my Legos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That. Uh, thanks, Ollie. Fucking Oliver's back. <laughs> Ollie's <laughs> back. Fucking months. <laughs> yeah. First thing out of his mouth is just a snore. Yeah, I kind of, I, I kind of missed the uh, surprise third guest of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, he's just kind of hanging out the whole time, and then all of a sudden, just lets her rip. Fucking love that. So, dude, what's what's uh, what's happening? Oh, you know, just like normal life shit. That's so funny to me. What's that? I didn't have a job when the last time you were on podcast. That's very true. I went back and looked up everything that happened. And I did not, and I did not put in the fact that I got a job. Yeah, you you're no longer a useless member of society. And yeah, no longer a useless piece of shit. Yeah, no longer feeding off the government cheese. Hey, someone has to do it. Might as well be you, right? Goddamn right. I paid my dues. Not really, but it's okay. No, we'll, say mean, sh- we'll say sure. <laughs> we'll let you believe. Pain dues is subjective. What is up, you reanimated corpses? Welcome back to another episode of the Fetch and Shock podcast. I am your host, the fine print on Liliana's contract, Tyler. And joining me this week, oh boy, he is back. The perfect target for Entomb, Matt. Matt, holy fuck, what is going on, dude? It's been way too long. I, I feel mean, like a reanimated corpse. Podcast, dude. It was, was it July 8th? July 10th. podcast, dude. That's terrible. July 10th was the last time. It has been almost three months. It will be one day short of three months when this podcast airs. Turns out having a child in a full-time job kind of eats up your time. Yeah, dude. How's uh, fatherhood? Honestly, it's pretty great. I love it. Uh, so that's a plus. Uh, yeah, there I mean, are times you've where it's two dogs, so it's just like having another dog. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> not actually, not even close to that. But um, no, it's it's really good. I like it a lot. She's adorable, but every parent says their kid's adorable. So, no, but like, it's not my kid, and I have seen the kid in person, and I cannot. I can confirm, kid is cute. Um, one thing that I wanted to bring up that made me laugh. I think it was Rupert or Schultz. I forget who it was, but they were like. Uh, obligatory congratulations or whatever the fuck and it made me almost <laughs> eat my pants it really did i laughed so hard i think oh, i even texted you yeah i was like that is fantastic because i think he made a snarky comment about overpopulation after that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's 100 Rupert. that's definitely yeah. something you would say it was i was laughing so hard i was driving and like listening to podcasts as i do as one does and <laughs> i just i couldn't help it actually laughing out loud because it's a joke but it's also a joke directed directly towards you so yeah. that's that's a, that's another level of uh metagaming inside the podcast it was it was funny it was really good it gave me a good chuckle but dude inside of these uh three months that you weren't in the podcast how much magic did you participate in 
uh, Big Fat Zero. An entire zero, three months, free magic. I, I mean, uh, a lot of people right now would literally die for that. But like, how was that? I guess it's not zero. It's more like I did two things. So I'm in a group chat uh, with some of our buddies and uh, just talking about like their, their their mail day, like buying shit and getting stuff in the mail. And I always look at that and then I'm like, ooh, that's dope. Or, uh, for example, Ben in the mail just got a library, a mox and a Suchi. And I was like, that's sweet. So I, I did that, if you can consider that magic related. I'm sure I'll give you that. It's like, it's magic adjacent, right? Yeah. And then uh, I looked on eBay one night, 3 a.m. when I was up, like trying to rock her to sleep. Of I was looking at uh, Time Twister. And that is Stone Cold It. I love that your entire existence in magic for the past three months was two instances of just looking at expensive cards. One that you were thinking about purchasing and the other that you were just, just looking that somebody right. else's Our expensive buddies card have purchased. purchased and I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. So here's but a question, dude. Have you missed it? Yes and no. All right. Elaborate on that. Yes. Cause I love magic. It's super fun. I love playing. I just really haven't had time. Um, just because newborns require a fair amount of attention, even though they're sleeping and doing this, like, when they're sleeping, you're either sleeping or cleaning or doing something to kind of just get ready. Yeah, that math checks out. So I really haven't been playing web games like I, I was. And then I didn't miss it because Magic has taken a shitty turn for <laughs> some of the stuff they printed. And like just talking to you and other people about like the fucking Walking Dead, like that's a money grab. That is true. Like, I wouldn't say that you've participated in zero magic because we haven't talked a lot since fatherhood started for you. But when we do and we talk about magic, it's just me informing you of the snowball slowly climbing down the hill and getting a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. And then we don't talk for like a week or so. And then you call me and then I'm talking about like, oh, yeah, that snowball last week. Yeah, it's like five times larger. It's an avalanche. Yeah, it's a big bitch now. And I, I I noticed that trend even, like, before Cora was born. Like, I stopped playing Modern. I stopped doing all that. Thanks, Oli. Thanks for the, the ad there. Um, I really didn't play Modern. The only formats I really played were Vintage, Old School, and I started getting into Middle School. Yeah, and I kind of mentioned that on last, week, last week's cast with Rupert when we were talking about how if you feel like things are kind of going south, like you as the consumer have the option, just be like, no, fuck this. I'm not doing this. And then just do your own thing. That's kind of what the old school and like pre-modern communities in like commander community community, like to an extent have been doing for the past, like <laughs> a couple of years, like a long time, probably close to 10 years. How long has old school been around? Since 93. Well, <laughs> old school in the context of old school, you brick. Uh, uh, it's been around for a long time. Uh, it's it been around probably for a probably got pop, really popular, I'd say, within the last five years. Like, there's always been those niche groups of people who that's all they do. But, like, it really blew up at uh, probably some Eternal Weekends. The first one I can remember where it was that I remember was, like, Eternal Weekend, like, four four years ago, I think. Okay. So, like, it was probably around, honestly, it was probably around the assumption of modern that old school probably started picking up. And then it started getting like, quote unquote, commercial success within the past five years. Yeah, like a lot, a lot more people play now, I think, at least. Yeah, to the point where there's like entire communities in cities based off of just old school. Well, there's like a couple different really big Large groups. communities. Yeah, there's like Europe has a map. They probably 
have been doing it much longer, but uh, there's a group in like uh, like Boston, like Mass area. I know uh, there's a big C- Texas one, like San Antonio has a big community. Yeah, San Antonio, and then uh, I think in Seattle, where obviously like the game kind of yeah, sure, that's kind of uh, that's created, yeah. But it honestly has been kind of nice to not have to like, okay, what is Wizards gonna really fuck up this month? Well, actually, that's a really good transition because I for this episode. I wanted to get you up to speed, Matt. I wanted to bring back all of the the sore open wounds, the the uh, the awful touching points in the past three months, all of the kicks in the balls, all of the slaps in the face, everything that's happened, even some of the good stuff. We'll talk about the good stuff, too. That's happened in the past three months, starting back to the week of July 31st. Oh, we're, we're going back. Oh, this is the the next week after you left. Because when you left, I don't know if you remember or not, we speculated a bit on what was going to be banned. And we were talking like unbanned birthing pod, unbanned twin, all that stuff. Because a ban and restricted announcement announcement had just been released. <laughs> the week love, after, yeah, the announcement, and I do recall. Yeah, the week that your daughter was born, we got the actual announcement. That was that <laughs> we were way fucking wrong. We got the announcement that Wilderness Reclamation, Growth Spiral, Teferi Time Raveler, and Cauldron Familiar were banned in standard. And that that's a the lot of shit. Inverter of standard. Walking Ballista and Underworld Breach were banned in Pioneer. So Pioneer got entirely flipped inside out and standard got shook up for what would end up being its last like two weeks. Yeah, that kind of got shredded, didn't it? Absolutely. So that's just a little reminder of how bad we are at this. That we didn't even get close to kind of fucking calling any. No one ever said we were good at it. Well, Actually, maybe someone did. You make a did. pretty good point. I'm sure someone did at some point. I mean, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure we made the made <laughs> made the assumption that we're like, we're fucking great at this. Everybody <laughs> should listen to us because we're geniuses. Turns out we're not. <laughs> not the case. I'm a genius but... if you don't ask a lot of people. I'm not nearly as smart as I think I am. Oh, no, I'm exactly as smart as I think I am because I think I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> fair. <laughs> That's a fair point. Okay. Yeah. And I w- another thing that has happened since you've been gone. Since you've been gone. Sorry. I can't be- yeah, this is, is that Kelly Clarkson? This is the Ke- Fashion Shock Kelly Clarkson podcast. Uh, that should be the intro song. Just that. Oh, absolutely. Just play that, <laughs> the entirety of the song, the whole three and a half minutes of it. <laughs> just, <laughs> and then on. through the whole podcast, just very, very low in the background. So you can barely hear it. <laughs> I'm actually just going to do a cold open with that in the background. Fade it in. And then fade it out and then have the, uh, the see you later nerds at the end. <laughs> just that song playing. That's, that, that's, well, that's the Fashion Shock podcast. It's the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but uh, another thing that has happened while in your, uh, your short hiatus, or I guess, can you call it short? It was a quarter of a year. Damn, three months. Yeah. Um, uh, not quite three months, like two and a half. I have had the opportunity to bring on some fucking awesome guests. I know I haven't had a chance to listen to them all, but uh, I heard or I saw that you had some other podcasters on that I was actually talking to you about because I was going to join and uh, work kind of took precedence. Yeah, uh, you had a work emergency. But yeah, I've had I mean, hell, Corey's been on twice. Shout out to Corey. Love Corey. Something me and Corey talked about that I want to hear your take on. We talked about the most metal cards as far as like the name, like what is like a card that could be a band name and what is the most iconic art that could be an album cover? Uh, death cultist is a pretty good. Holy shit. That is a good one. Um, I'd have to actually think about it. 
Oh yeah, me and Corey put a lot of time and effort into that conversation. So if you want to hear that conversation, go to the episodes with Corey in it. Those were a blast. I've also got to have all of the people that I really started playing Magic with on. Zach has been on, Rupert has been on, and Aust- now Austin was on. Rupert's been on a good handful of times. All of those guys were such a like cool addition because I was like, oh, well, I, I've, I've talked about Magic with these people for a long time. They fit the profile too. They really do. Oh, and you know, while you were gone, I had to absolutely fucking push the shit out of Wood Nickel Gang. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it's like one of the only things that I care about with magic. That is one of the the episodes that I listened to was uh, the Wood Nickel one. That's the mm. one where uh, Rupert made me almost pee my pants. <laughs> was was that the one with uh, where we built the same deck? Mm, I don't think so. Oh, my God. That was such a fun episode where me and Rupert built a deck around the same card. I don't want to throw any too many spoilers in because if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it because it is an all-time fucking great. I believe it's episode 61. It's Brew It Yourself. But we talked about our deck building process and we took one card as a commander and then built two completely separate commander decks just on our own and then came on and the first time we really heard about it from each other was on the podcast. It is a fucking blast. That sounds pretty cool. No, absolutely. And uh, as a spoiler, Rupert is a genius. Lizard brain. He does have the fucking chameleon brain that just he just adapts to whatever he sees. And he he came up with something pretty special. on that. But you did mention I had some special guests from other podcasts, notably Jeremy and James from Destroy Target Permanent podcast. And I had Lane from the Mana Rock podcast. And it turns out those dudes from both podcasts just know each other. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, they're all from like the Kentucky area, like Kentucky, Ohio area. And they're just all homies. And I had no idea until I recorded with Lane from Manor Rock. And he was like, oh, yeah, those guys last week. I totally know them. I was like, fucking Christ. I just that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I completed my entire set of magic players from Kentucky. Small world. It really, really is. Yeah, that was super fun. We talked about uh, some some funky little history in magic with how we started playing uh, in different formats, like modern and shit like that, some standard shit. Had some MTG finance talk with Lane. That was extra fun. See, this is the positive stuff we're talking about. And then after that, Zendikar Rising. Matt, do you know a single solitary fucking thing about Zendikar Rising? Is that the one with the flip lands? It is the one with the flip lands. Look at that. You've been paying attention. Yeah. Well, I I talked to you about it because I was on Twitter for 30 seconds about when it dropped. And um, I actually kind of like, number one, the flip lands and then the flip land spells are a pretty cool idea. Yeah, because I'm agree a with that. big fan of control. So, well, you haven't played with them at all, have you? No. Are they trash? I will tell you something. They are definitely not trash. Oh, OK. So I figured they would be good because anytime you have adoption and like generally like the, the modal cards, generally they're good. Um, not always OP, but they're at least serviceable. And when you can either make a land drop or play a spell off of one card, that seemed pretty good. Yeah, that's powerful Magic the Gathering for sure. And they are, I haven't played them at all in Constructed, but in Limited, holy shit. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Because even like in that Limited format too, there are creatures that let you return lands from the battlefield to your hand. Oh, yeah, nothing real good. Nothing in the world feels better than like playing one of those spell lands as your first land drop because you don't have a one drop 
getting to play your game out and then just like at some point in the game playing a three mana two two flyer that lets you bounce yeah, a land turn your ten for something just, ridiculous. Like, it, yeah. It basically is three mana two two flyer draw card. It feels really good. Not even draw a card. Draw a specific card. Yeah, because a lot of the spells like what I've recognized about those two at least in that functionality aspect, you want to be in white or green because those are the two creatures really that let you do that ability. There's the three mana two, two flyer that lets you bounce a land. And then there is a, I believe a six, five, six, six that lets you bounce two lands. I mean, a three mana two, two flyer is serviceable on its own. Absolutely. But yet if you get a even halfway decent spell out of it. Well, here's a beautiful part too. If you just don't draw any of the land spells that you had, the double, like the double face modal cards, all of those cards that say, hey, you can bounce a land, it's a May ability. You don't have to do that shit. And you also can to kind of tap a land, like tap your land to pay for it and then kind of cheat bounce on the it, mana. Play it? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I've definitely done that before. That's one thing that I can say has been a positive in the past three months. Zendikar Rising Limited has been a blast. And speaking of Zendikar Rising Limited, if you want to play Zendikar Rising Limited with at least one of the Fashion Shock Boys tomorrow, well, I guess today. If you're listening to this today, you have, or I guess it would be Friday the 9th. If you're listening to this Friday the 9th, you have until around 7 o'clock Easter time to get six packs and get into the Fashion Shock Discord. If you're listening to it after this, uh, shout out of luck until the next one. So sorry. But we are running the Fashion Shock post-release, pre-release for Zendikar Rising. Now, Sweet. We I'm eventually going to be able to join one. Of oh, yeah, you have to, because they're a blast. We did one for uh, Corset 2021, and it was so much fun. This one's going to be a blast as well. I guarantee it. So if you're listening to this and uh, are interested and you're listening to it within the right time period, go into the Fetch Talk Discord, find a little bit more details about it. All you need is six packs, lands, and the ability to play magic through a webcam, and you're good to go. You're set. Yeah, Zeneca Rising Limited Suite. I have not played the Sealed yet specifically because i want my first experience to be the the post-release pre-release uh so makes sense i mean hopefully it's fine i'm sure it's going to be fine because the draft is a lot of fun so uh we will see tomorrow or if you're listening to this today but so moving from a positive thing to a negative thing, <laughs> let's talk about everything else that fucking happened because after the limited format came out we got things like omnath out of zendikar and uh lotus cobra out of Zendikar. And yeah, I Zendikar. believe it's, it's all about landfall. And... Out of Zendikar. Uh, the, all of those cards, they work pretty well with another card that we're familiar with. Uro. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about Uro. Well, you don't do any, you don't have to anymore, at least in standard, because shortly after Zendikar Rising's release, I believe the Monday after the actual release weekend, Omnath lived in standard and Uro was banned, even though now, currently, Omnath is dominating that standard format. Is it a new Omnath or is it an old It old is a Omnath. new Omnath. So for the, I forgot that you don't pay attention to these things. We now have Omnath, Locus of Creation. So I'm pretty, I'm reading you this card for pretty much the first time, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've so, not seen this. Yeah, Omnath, Locus of Creation is a red, a green, a white, and a blue for a 4-4. When he enters the battlefield, you draw a card and he has a landfall. Jesus whenever Christ. you play a or whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you gain four life. If it's the first time landfall triggered, if it's the second time you add Woober or you add red, green, 
blue, white to your mana pool. What the fuck? If it's the third time, you deal four damage to each opponent and each planeswalker you don't control. My god. Yeah. Um. Turns out things like uh, Uro let and you play multiple that, lands. Yeah, or that's the fetch lands still in standard, right? No, they are not. No, not the not them. Oh, you're the, talking about the specific, the uh, Fable the Passage. The basic, yeah, that one. Fable Passage and Evolving Wild. <sighs> Just why? How's that for a kick in the dick? This is what happens when they really push commander cards into limited formats. This is what you happens when you leave, Matt. I blame yeah. you specifically for Omnath. This is my fault. <laughs> Wizards would not Omnath have existed pulled this shit. Before, when you were on the podcast, you left for three months, come back, Omnath exists. I think you're the only person to blame. It makes sense. It's the most reasonable and logical explanation. I mean, yeah, from what I've surmised, there's no other thing that could have possibly been the cause. Like, Commander. Commander is always the cause. No, I don't entirely blame Om or Commander for Omnath. I blame Power Creep for Omnath. I blame lack of attentiveness for Omnath. There's a lot of different things. But Omnath was an issue before when Uro was, was in existence. And now that Uro's gone, Omnath is still king shit and is well, still... Yeah. He is 30% of the meta. That doesn't surprise me. I'm sure with Uro, it was just, if you weren't playing that, it's like the Eldrazi winner. If you weren't playing that, you're just wrong. No, yeah, that's that makes a lot of sense. Because what? It's everything but black and it's cost, casting costs, right? Correct. But and you also when, have pretty good mana fixing. Oh, yeah, you could easily play five colors, especially if, oh, when lands, oh, you just happen to want fetch lands. Oh, weird. Well, yeah, you, it's real you hard to get, splash a different color. You do get Fabled Passage. You do get Evolving Wilds if you want to go that route. And even with that, you you get the flip lands from Zendikar that are a land on one side and then a different land on the other side. That helps with fixing. And you have the Triome. Yeah, that seems, that thing just seems ridiculous. So does it see play outside of... Um, standard? Standard, yeah. Um, I have seen some people run it. I think it's 5-0'd maybe like a modern league or something like that, where I was just like, somebody was just boasting on Twitter about like, Oh look, I did the thing, but I'm, I'm assuming that person was just memeing. Yeah. It's not an actual contender. No, that makes but, sense. I mean, and I guess it's also legal in pioneer, but there's really the same fetch lands in pioneer. It's just the, I assume that pioneer it's probably also a problem, but also nobody's fucking playing pioneer right now. That's fair. Especially since they just eviscerated everything. Yeah, they just they just like completely flipped the format upside down. And because there's no actual events for it, like, why would people care? Yeah, I, like I, we've said this before, I'm sure that'll be much bigger and popular when there's actually paper tournaments again. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. That's that. I mean, that's that seems well, just there might logical. not be now that they kind of killed two decks. I mean, Although, when I don't know if they finally did... come around and like you get GPs and you get SEG opens with that format, people are going to be incentivized to play it more. It's going to see an uptick in play. Or just side events. Yeah. Just more opportunities to play the deck is going to make it more playable. That's just that's just how it works. Yeah, that's fair. And people will always, always play those, even though the Breach deck is literally dead and the, the Inverter deck. Yeah. You could still make that work, but it would be a much, much different deck. It would be less of a, like, combo deck and more of, like, a combo control. You almost just have to play the control route, right? Which, in that case, you're probably just better off just playing just an actual factual control deck. Yeah, just straight to it. But Jace is good. I don't know if it's still good in Pioneer. 
um, but it was good, especially with inverter just and the delve cards. It just lets you dig and dig and dig. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. <laughs> still got the fucking jokes, dude. Even after yeah. three months, you still got the jokes. Dad jokes are I think I'm like a month out from dad jokes. So, oh, you OK. So now when you make dad jokes, it's actually allowed. Yes. Now I can. Oh, fuck. I'm kind of jealous of that. <laughs> so Omnath, uh, ridiculous. Yes, Omnath for is fucked. Standard and Commander and potentially uh, Pioneer, but it seems yeah, I mean, everywhere else it's kind of meh. Yeah, other formats, question mark. Uh, other formats are kind of in flux right now. And that's even with access to Fetch It. Yes. I mean, we've seen that with also other powerful four mana spells. Sometimes four mana is just too much. Especially in modern, like four mana, it should just win you the game pretty much. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you need to really make a significant impact on the game in your favor. And Omnath just doesn't really do it unless it's later in the game, which your other card should just be doing that for you at that point for yeah, a like, lower cost. Why play Omnath when you can just scape shift? Exactly. But Matt, there was another thing that happened in Magic too, and this was the straw that broke a lot of camels' backs. I'm listening. Oh, boy. Matt, what do you know about The Walking Dead? I used to watch it, and then I stopped watching it and haven't really watched it since. I do. Yeah. I did see Walking Glen, and that was literally the only thing I saw. Didn't even read the card. I saw it, and I said, yeah, fuck that, and closed Twitter. Yeah, well, Matt, uh, as unlikely as it may seem, The Walking Dead is now a part of Magic the Gathering. Money grab. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what it seems like. And when this was announced and things started rolling out with this, Magic Twitter, and I think just Magic people in general, flipped their fucking lid. Last week, me and Rupert had a very, I think, productive and level-headed conversation about it where we were a little pissed off, but also try to be kind of productive. So if you want to hear that, jump into last week's podcast. But yeah, we got some Walking Dead Magic the Gathering collaboration cards. And I guess, first of all, Matt, how do you feel about the concept of Magic collaborating with other IPs? Well, they have done it before, um, but not in playable sets. True. The times they did it were um, the Transformers sets, or sets, but those were like a, a promo. Yeah, they were Silver Border. Yeah, which, okay, cool, play it in Cube, whatever, that's, you do you. Yeah, they also did like the My Little Pony, which was a very, very similar silver border kind of thing. Yeah, I don't like it. I just don't. It's it seems I know it's not scummy, but it really seems scummy. It does at face value seem pretty shitty. And this is something new that we didn't get to talk about last week. But the uh, commander's rules committee set made their announcement that these cards would be legal in commander. Some people were in up in arms about it. Some people weren't. I think it's right for them to leave it in just considering some of the other cards that are legal in commander. Like it's hard for me to validate them being like, Oh no, you can't play one of these walking dead cards, but yeah, you can go ahead and play your time. Twitter. Here's the thing with commander. And I've said it before and I will say it again. It's fucking commander. Do whatever you want. Yeah. You always have the rule zero to fall back on. That's hundred percent true. Yeah. You could literally just friend group. Uh, we're not playing this or like, this is ridiculous or the opposite of that. Hey, do whatever you want. Yeah. So in Commander, we I think everybody agrees it's all well and good, like whatever. My question, though, now is for the implications in the other formats that they're legal in being Legacy and Vintage, which I know are 
formats that you actually give a fuck about. Do any of them actually affect vintage? Right now, no. But I guess here are two questions that I'm posing to you. These cards, will they ever affect vintage? Ever? Nobody knows. Yeah, that's the the crapshoot of everything. Now that this is a precedent that's been set, are they going to do something in the future that does immediately impact me? Oh, it easily could, without a doubt. Because those are real things you have to ask when kind of evaluating these. You can't just evaluate them in the cards themselves, but in the context of what this precedent says for the future of Magic. Because the staff at Wizards has said, this is something that we're doing moving forward. Strap in, boys. Because <laughs> this train is fucking moving. Once it gets moving, too, it's like you're not really going to stop Can't stop that. it. Absolutely can't stop it. And we've already seen one of these Walking Dead cards at least put up some amount of result on Magic Online. Albeit, it was a 5-0 in a Legacy League. And I always take those 5-0s with a grain of salt. Because, like, I remember when, what was it, the Gristlebrand... Uh, the Grishel brand. No, it was it was the one with the uh, one instant speed spell from, I believe it was the Return to Return to Ravnica. Neo brand. Oh, uh, yeah. It's just a kind of flash in the pan. Yeah. It's like when something Catch comes out like that, people, guard. people call for uh, the pitchforks in the flaming torches. But like that deck never actually really mattered. Yeah. It's just really just catching people off guard. Yeah. Was this deck that 5 this human deck that. 5-0'd in a Legacy League with the the Rick Steadfast Leader, which is from the Walking Dead cards. Is that a flash in the pan, like somebody just memeing? Is that is that what happened? Or is that a real card? Nobody actually knows. The negative implications of that being a real deck, though, are pretty big. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, um, that's a, I think that's an overwhelmingly negative thing. And I th- you agree with that? Yeah, big time. I think that's all you missed, dude. That was a quick uh, catch up. I just wanted to get you up to speed. Just everything all at once. Yeah, that was a rapid fire, like very ground level 101. What happened in Magic in the past three months? So what are your thoughts on Magic now versus Magic when you left? Uh, Not a whole lot better. Like I was hoping it would be a massive change. It unfortunately has not been a massive change. All right. Well, you say not change, better. Change for the better. Okay, cool. Yeah. And it's you, gone in the same, same, it's trending the same way as it was when I kind of was like super involved in. Yeah, when you were playing like vintage regularly and you were playing modern regularly and we were doing a bunch of drafts and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. And it's not really been fantastic since then, it seems. Yeah. So I guess in the past three months, have you, now that you are kind of caught up with everything, do you feel like things are moving like south quicker or like, are you surprised with this? Like, I'm trying to gauge where you're at with it. doesn't surprise me. I don't think it's necessarily going downhill faster, but it is a steady downhill. We're talking about a slippery slope here. The slipperiest of slopes. It's like like that avalanche analogy that I we used earlier. Like you left when the snowball was small and now you come back and the snowball is much bigger than you expected. Yeah, there's the, like the shit they do and they're always going to print powerful cards. That's how you continually improve the game and get new player base. Yeah, I'll let you tell them. Like that's how you improve the player base. You need to push the envelope. You just you have to or you're going to plateau and no one's going to want to play except maybe those old school folks and 
middle school folks who say everything from either 2000 up or 95 up. Fuck that. It's shit. Yeah. Or like the commander people who do their own thing with their friends or like the the homebrew formats like wood nickel and shit like that, where just people just chilling out really just the game is more of the catalyst for people getting together and not the focus for being there. Yeah, exactly. You get it. Uh, which I think that's that should just be a core competency in magic in general, in my opinion. Like the gathering is the primary thing and then the that's magic the important is secondary. Part, yeah. Yeah. And and to be fair, to be fair, I've to never be fair. been I've never been a massive fan of standard and I don't know what the standard community, if they're like, Oh, this, this is awesome. This is so much fun. I don't know. I don't play that format. I don't ever plan on playing that format. I've tried like three times and every time I'm like, God damn, it got me again. Oh yeah. That's happened to me a good handful of times where I'm just like, yeah, I'm never playing standard again. And then something happens in standard where I'm just like, yeah, this seems like something I'd be into. And then I'm just, yeah, then I'm back in. And then I have to jump back out and then it's cyclical. Yep. Could be worse. Could also be better. I don't think it's in a terrible spot. I also don't think it's in a great spot. Yeah. I don't think the sky is entirely falling. I think everybody is just prone to the uh, existential dread and the doom saying that just like, Oh no, this is the end of magic. I don't think it is, but it's definitely different. And we're going to have to live with that difference or get out or just not buy new stuff. Cause even if wizards would go under, there's still going to be old school communities. There's still going to be middle school. There will probably still even be modern communities and like the pioneer commander wizards could just go bankrupt and close up shop today. And you'd still see people playing magic. Maybe not oh, quite sure. as many. Like you're obviously not going to continue to grow the game. No, we would just, people would just head underground. And prices would skyrocket. So there's a little bit of finance sprinkled in for you. Um, I don't know if it would. I do. Maybe like the highly done printing cards. Stuff? Yeah, like they're, well, everything at that point is highly collectible because they're not, nothing new is coming. It's flush. What's out there is out there. Yeah, I think maybe there'd probably be an initial, uh, like just dive in prices for people who are just like, oh, magic is dead. We're getting out. Yeah, just sell everything while you while it still has some value. Yeah, but you might be right that like over time that those things that we consider highly collectible now would be more highly collectible when the game is just non-existent. Well, the for example, the reserve list, I don't think that would change. If anything, that stuff might go down slightly. I think um, everything in general would go down, but I think reserve reserve list I think everything would go down probably within their own spectrum. I think it would dip and then kind of steadily and then rise it would steadily increase. I don't think that's going to happen. Just little mind exercise or thought exercise. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we're at that point yet with magic. And who knows? Like it, it could be a year from now. Like we could look back on this recording and be like, wow, uh, magic is way different, but it's definitely not bad. Like it was never a bad thing where they could start doing these weird collaborative IP things. And it could be a net positive for the game at some point if they incorporate it a different way or do some kind of different thing. Like it could turn out really, really good. Oh, absolutely. We could all just be the people who are just incredibly fearful for change and seeing something different is very scary. And we're saying that this is the end now. Hindsight will be 2020 at a point where we have hindsight. 
Yeah, because they can really go in any direction they choose. Like, they did the Godzilla stuff. They, they're now doing Walking Dead stuff. And that stuff is only legal in Eternal formats outside of Modern. So, Legacy back, correct? Correct, yes. Okay. Um, that's what I thought. I didn't think it was like the Godzilla stuff where, hey, this is a real card in the set and just a different. Okay. Oh, no, they, they uh, specifically didn't do that for what reason? I don't know. But they, yeah, they specifically made it so it's their, they are their own cards, which is another issue with it altogether. But they, we're not going to dive into that can of worms. But yeah, it's uh, it's different. Different is definitely something to be wary of. Yeah, and it's not the worst thing. Change isn't always bad. Change no. oftentimes is good. Um, but sometimes it is bad. Yeah, and that's where the I think the apprehension is coming from. Uh, like you said, change can be positive, but you don't know if change is positive until you know. And right now we don't. So what are what are your thoughts on kind of July to now, end of July? So so like August one to date. I think being in and active in the community and kind of active in the entire mess that's going on. I think just inherently you have that reactionary like tinge of, oh, this is this is bad. Everything is bad. Shit is going south. Fucking sell, sell, sell. Sinking, Everything is yeah. burning down. Um. Even now, after having like a couple weeks to let it sit with me and kind of really digest everything and decompress, I am kind of at the mindset like this stuff is probably fine. Like if if this is going to make big impacts in legacy, then legacy is going to take a really big hit and hopefully wizards will do something about it because that's the last thing I want to see is my favorite format, my favorite constructed format at least take I turn towards more extinction because it's already leaning towards the extinction part. It's endangered right now. Yeah, I, I was don't about to say see it's, it it's on the endangered list. Yeah, it's on the watch list for endangerment, but I don't want to see it entirely extinct. And I don't want to see moves to make it closer to extinct. This seems like one of those things. I mean, even with that, if that completely eliminates legacy, I'm going to be upset. But there are going to be times where I can play legacy in the same times that like you can play old school or you can play vintage like those games are going to be harder to come by but i'll still be able to do that that's a reassuring thought in my brain and i'll yeah, still that's... be able to play limited because limited formats recently have been a lot of fun and that's the one thing about like the past year that i can't take away from wizards limited has been so so sweet and i have nothing no bad words to say about it well that's their biggest money maker isn't it i would say for just selling it's... packs yeah, that's well, that's how Wizards make money is through selling, selling their product. Yeah. Yes. And so I guess Limit is really doing that, which I'm happy with. If I have just never get to play Constructed Magic ever again and just get to play limited things like Cuban Draft and stuff like that, I'm actually pretty happy with Magic, if we're going to be honest. It's not the worst thing yeah. that would happen. I mean, am I slowly starting to shift away from being like a very dedicated Magic player to like looking at it as more of just like a one of the few recreational things that I enjoy. Yeah. Like recently me and Zach, Austin, Rupert, people who have been on the podcast before, like we're moving into D and D now. Like we're going to be doing our very first campaign together, uh, probably within the next like week or so. And that, I think that is one because we're, we're seeing these changes in magic and we're not happy with it. And two, because I, I don't, I think it's probably healthy to just, not be so tied to one hobby yeah definitely gotta get some other shit that's what i told you i started playing a, a mobile game and i'm 
I love it. It's so much fun. Yeah, no, and I don't know if that's just like me falling away from magic, which I don't think I'm ever not going to be in love with magic. Oh, no, I agree. I will pretty much love it forever. Absolutely. And I don't know if that's if this is because of specifically the secret layer stuff and all the bannings and stuff. I mean, I'm sure that doesn't help the case at all, but I don't know if that's the primary cause. I don't know. Changes are just happening and they're happening all over the place. It could be because of COVID. It could be because of the choices wizards are making. It could be because of my own volition. I have no idea, but things are changing. Tends to happen. Things change. But as long as wizard still has uh, shit coming out, there's still going to be a federal shark podcast because there's still going to be things to bitch about and there's still going to be brews to be had and uh, dumb cards to argue over. Oh, absolutely. That's half the fun. That is one thing that will never fucking change. People love bitching, man. Oh, and we are not, <laughs> not out of that realm. Will we ever be out of that realm? Absolutely not, baby. We are the kings of bitching. That's the only reason I really play magic. Let's be honest. Yeah, actually, that's a totally fair point. If you play magic and you don't love complaining, you stop playing magic. You're not really a, you're not a real magic player until that's you. That's a fact. Like the first time that you play magic and you get mana screwed, if you're, immediate reaction just like oh this is fine it won't happen later you'll stop playing magic immediately but if your response is this is fucking bullshit i fucking hate everything i hope everything burns to the ground (laughs) and you have like just a fucking crisis that's how you know you're fucking hooked and you'll never get those hooks out of your back (laughs) that is it exactly nope you're in for the long haul Mm -hmm. so yeah that's that's the tell if you start playing magic with somebody and the first time they get mana screwed or mana flooded and they fucking lose their mind you got yourself a winner for life baby yeah and if they're like oh this is fine they're a sociopath and don't associate with it yep yeah just just push them to the side if they were your friend before now they're just a distant acquaintance slowly delete their number unfriend them on facebook someone you used to know yeah now they're just somebody that you used to know. That's another Taylor Swift song. I know. I, I did that on purpose. I don't know if that's another Taylor Swift song, actually. I know that's a song that exists, though. I don't know if it's T-Swift, but it, it is a song. Fuck it. It's another Fetch Chalk intro song, though. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> well, Matt, I think that uh, I think that pretty much wraps it up for your uh, overview of the past three months. Three months and 40 minutes. I love that. You're keeping track now. It's going to be by the second. I'm just ballparking it. I don't know if it was actually 30 seconds. Oh, it's probably close to that. But there's one more thing that we got to do, though. And what is that? I got to test your knowledge. You've been out of the game for a minute. <sighs> oh, buddy. Uh, I got to see if you still not feeling, got it. Not feeling super positive about this one. Oh, boy. Your first one's a fucking doozy, too. What an introduction. Holy shit. But let's explain the game first, because I don't I'm know if you say, remember. Are you just going to roll into it? No, I just got it preloaded, baby. I got one in the chamber. No, we got to play Accumulated Knowledge, Matt. That is the game that we play every single week. I go to the Scryfall website and I hit the random card button. A random card pops up. I'm going to ask Matt the name of that magic card. He has to give me the mana cost of that card. If he gets it right, he gets a point. If he gets it wrong, uh, he's got to take another uh, three-month break <laughs> from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you're going to get... Uh, three hints. Is that since I've been out, out of the game? I'll give you additional hint. Just as the oh, nice, a nice little uh, welcome back. And also, I think part of that is because this first one is going to be 100% a mess. Are you and ready faith. for it? I suppose so. 
Matt, your first one is Autrimi the Ever Playful. Probably from Betrayers or one of those sets. Hmm. I don't even know if I just Autrimi sounds. I don't even know if I want to use a hint on this. Oh, this is this is what I wanted as your first comeback. Ah, uh, shit. Uh, three blue black. Three blue black, Matt. Is that your final answer? It is. Is this Matt? from one of the, the Kamigawa sets? It is not from Kamigawa Block. It is actually a Commander 2020 card from the release that came out with Ikoria. Oh, yeah. Fucking yeah. Christ. I'm not that. Atrimi is three black, green, blue. I got kind of right. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll give you. You had blue, black. Oh, that's actually. You were pretty close. I was thinking this is like some legendary spirit something with the name i a hundred percent right when you said kamigawa i was like yep i know exactly where he's going he's totally wrong that wasn't right no you were not but a tree is a legendary creature nightmare beast it's a six six it has a mutate cost of one a black a green and a blue and it said it has trample and it says whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player return target creature card with mutate from your graveyard to your hand. Yeah, you could have read that to me and I probably wouldn't have gotten it. Yeah, I, that's why I was like, ah, oh, you should probably not use a hint. And then you said you you didn't want to use a hint on it. I'm like, yeah, that's a good call. All right, Matt, are you ready for number two? I suppose so. You're not, your second one is Bant Battle Mage. Bant Battle Mage. I had this in uh, what block, the, the shards block drafts. My memory is too shitty. This is not one of the dual colored ones. Or tri-colored ones, I should say. It is tri-colored. Um, it has two... I'm pretty sure it has two abilities. Hmm. First strike and flying, I think. No. It's either it's either green or white. I know that. And it has two abilities. I know it's not blue because I know it gives flying. Because it's actually pretty damn good. Yeah, this card seems like it'd be pretty okay. I'm going to go... Let's see if I, how good I am. All right. For my hint... I want the the abilities. There's two colors. What two colors does it give? Or Ooh. what two colors do you have to put into it? So the one ability takes a blue. The other ability takes a green. Okay, this is the white one. This is uh, two and a white. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Matt, you are 100% correct. Yeah, this dude gives flying. It does get flying. Yeah, for one blue, you can tap it and target creature gains flying till the end of turn. And one green, you can tap it and target creature gains trample until the end of turn. It's a human wizard. It is a 2-2 and it is indeed. All right, are you ready for your third one? I don't know. Yes. No. Yes. 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 Send it. It is wind spirit. Wind spirit. Oh, God, I need. I might need to hit on this one. Ooh, I think this one's a weird one. Do I still have to get four right? Um, you know what? I will. You can only. You only have to get three right. Okay, I'm not gonna. So, wind spirit. It's probably blue. I'm gonna stab in the dark. It's a spirit. Yeah, I mean that sounds. Yeah, that sounds pretty pretty accurate. Two and a blue. Two and a blue, Matt. Is that your final answer? Yes. Two and a blue. Yeah. Matt, wind spirit is four and a blue. Ooh. Yeah, wind spirit four and a blue for a three-two flyer. It is an elemental spirit. It also has menace. What set is this from? Which menace is the errata text on it. The original text is wind spirit cannot be blocked by only one creature. Um, it is originally from Ice Age. Uh, I don't even know if I've ever seen this card. It's not particularly good. It's also a weird one. It is weird. 
Well, your next one is significantly easier. Dope. Your next one is Omniscience. I know what it does. The the casting cost is going to get me. Oh, that's very true. The casting cost is obnoxious on this card. <laughs> I want to say it's 10 or 11. I can't remember if it's 8 blue, blue, blue or 7. Hints don't won't do anything for me. No, they won't do dog stick for you. Yeah, I forgot how I or I, well, I didn't consider how uh, the casting cost of this card is pretty annoying. Obnoxious. Yeah, yeah it's a shitty one because it's. It's only ever three mana. Yeah, you never actually cast this card. Eh, Commander. Fuck. You can play non-land cards without paying their mana costs. FYI. You can cast spells from your hand without paying their mana costs. That is the text on the card. It is a blue enchantment also. It is a blue enchantment. Yes, I will give you that as well. Because I know that you know the card, but do you know the, the mana cast cost, cost of really the card? That's kidding. Uh, yeah, I know it's 10 or 11. I'm going to say 10, 7, blue, blue, blue. Oh, Matt, is that your final answer? I think so, yeah. Matt, Omniscience is 7, blue, blue, blue. Whew, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't quite sure if it was 7 or 8. Blue, yeah, I knew that you knew the card, but yeah, I completely did not consider the fact that that casting cost is such a annoying thing to try to guess. Yeah, that is 10. Oh, God, Holy that... Shit. Well, that, Matt, was, that was a luck of the draw. How does it feel to also be incredibly lucky and also win the game? What's the next one? Your next one is quite possibly the easiest card we've ever had in, in Fetch and Shock history. Dark Ritual. No, it is. It, it is one mana, though. It is Shock. Oh, that would be a red. You, Matt, you are 100% correct. <laughs> Matt, what uh, does Shock do? Uh, two damage to creature or player. Is it any target now? Um, yeah, it's it, it's errated to any target, but initially was creature. Yeah, and it's in about 40 sets. Uh, yeah, I think that is actually the number that was in 40 sets. Are you shitting me? No, I'm, I'm actually. Oh. <laughs> it up right now. No, it has been in 25 sets. So 40. It has Might 25. Might as well be 40. Sets. Yeah, God. that was a I still had two hints. I should have fucking blown one on wind spirit. Yeah, you I don't even think totally done it. I don't even think I would have got it if you gave me a hint on the first the um Ometry or whatever and wind spirit i don't think i was getting either of those no i th i mean even if i would have given you the text on wind spirit would you have ever guessed that it was a five mana spell for a three two flyer with menace if you also would have given me the set i would have had a better shot oh if you would have put like using two hints that early in the game would have been rough yeah then i'm just winging it yeah not knowing that your next your last two were omniscience and shock I think Omniscience was actually the hardest one there because I knew what it is and what it did. That was the one that you had to think about the most. Yeah, I'm like... The other ones were just complete guesses that you didn't get, right? Because, honestly, how many times have you seen Omniscience and how many times has someone, like, hard cast it? Um, I've seen Omniscience a metric ton. I cannot remember the last time somebody hard cast it. That's what I mean. It's super popular in Legacy and it's always either... Academy rectored out or show and tell. Oh yeah, show and tell is usually the uh, culprit with that one. Well, Nat, you're the winner. Do you remember what you get when you win the uh, accumulated knowledge? I get a shout out, and honestly, I don't have one. <laughs> you don't have a single shout out. Magic related? No. I like I said, I haven't really been in the game, if you will. Yeah, fuck it. Do a non-magic related one. I don't even know if I have a non-magic related one. Do you have any locked Shout and loaded? Shout out to fucking pull-ups or something. 
pull-ups. <laughs> <laughs> coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. Yeah, it's fucking, yeah. We're now just a Black Rifle Coffee. We're sponsored by them. Now. They were just recently on Joe Rogan's podcast. That's like how you coffee. know you made it. I no, like when you're coffee. sponsoring somebody who makes them much, million, much more. Dollars. Well, they're not sponsored by him. He was just they were on the show. Oh, that's pretty neat. Good for them. Exposure. Free exposure points. Do you actually have like an actual shout out? I do not because I, I kind of just assumed that you were going to win because uh, you're you. I don't know. I'm not as pristine as I once was. Yeah, fuck it. Shout out to the Fetch Chalk post release pre-release. It's happening today. If you're listening. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. Shameless plug. It's us. We're the shout out. Fuck <laughs> you were the shout out. I'm, I'm the. Yeah, it's... Matt, shout out to you for being back. I know. It's, it feels good to be back. It really does. Because I do love talking about magic. I am also just kind of scrolling through the Zendikar Rising. And this Canyon Gerbo is the most adorable little thing. Oh, is that the white one? Yeah. Three the mana, uncommon? one, two. It's... The one, two? Yeah. It's yeah, adorable. that card is sick. Yeah, so shout out to Katie Drubo, shout out to the Fetch Strong Podcast, uh, shout out to Coffee, shout out to Pull Ups. Uh, that's it. I think that I think we we got we covered all our bases, right? Shout out to everyone who kind of like filled in. That was appreciated. Oh yeah, shout out to all the the guests that we've had over the past uh, three months. Everybody has been fucking phenomenal. All of our return guests have been great. All of our new friends have been great. Oh, yeah. No, Corey yeah. Corey did a Corey shit off. job. Corey's been trash. <laughs> Has their podcast started back up yet or no? No, they are actually going. They're uh, going to be releasing their final episode here soon. I'm waiting for it. I'm sure it's going to be a lovely experience. Their final episode? Are they, they calling it quits? They are calling it quits. Why is that? Uh, just life. Life happens, man. It does. It does indeed happen. Trust me, man, dude. I fucking know. Yeah. I mean, we've known for the past three months. Life happens. Also, uh... Lauren's best friend and our my one of my good friends, they had their baby on the fifth, and then Lauren's friend from Pittsburgh had her baby today. Holy fuck, shout out the babies. Yeah, right. Just like all within like the three of us had a baby within three months and they had a baby in the same week. God damn. It was apparently baby time. Baby season. Baby making season, baby. I forget who I was talking that uh too about this but it's funny how like 10 years ago you would had a like had a baby you're like oh fuck man now like you want to have a baby you're actively pursuing baby yeah yeah it seems like a lot for me i think i'm gonna stick with my uh nerd shit nerd shit it is nerd shit it is indeed shout out to nerd shit shout out everywhere i do we have been dropping shout outs left and right shout out to people who post pet pics Oh, yeah. Fucking yeah. Shout out the pictures of cats and dogs. Less so of cats, but yes. Yeah, I give love to both. I prefer your dog pics, but like cat pics, I, I will also uh, I will also accept. If they're not a dick cat. Some cats are cool. Kev's cats are pretty cool. Yeah, shout out shout out to cool cats. God damn it. So many fucking shout outs. All right. Last shout out we got to do is for shout the outs to shout Twitter. outs. Shout out, yo, shout out to the shout out to the shout out. Yo, dog, I heard you like shout outs. Shout Exhibit out me. train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Insert. Exhibit. No, dude, we got to shout out the Fetch and Shock Twitter. That's Fetch underscore Shock for those of you who don't know. We also have to shout out my Twitter, which is at Basic Landbin, and Matt's Twitter, which is at It's Bop. Another additional shout out, if you haven't had enough, is FlipsideGaming.com. If you go there and buy your Magic the Gathering product, whether it be sealed product or singles, you can use code Fetch at checkout. It'll give you 10% off and it helps out 
these boys. So go do that. Also, again, head over to the Fetchishog Discord. We're having an event today, if you're listening, on the day of release for Zenicar Rising. If you're interested in that, go check it out. And uh, we also have a lot of fun discussion over there about just various things happening in Magic. So jump on the Fetchishog Discord. Link is in the description of this episode and available on our Twitter at Fetch underscore Shock. That was a mouthful. Listen, I've been practicing. For the past three months, I've been practicing. That was a lot in a little amount of time. It's only been, I think this is episode 69. It's been 69 episodes. I came back on episode 69. You did. Nice. Fucking nice. Yo, shout out to 69. (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) Okay, I don't know. Do we have, do you have any more shout outs, Matt? Anything else? Only for not stop snoring during the Yeah, shout out to the dogs, Oliver and Finn. Finn's sleeping out on his bed. Silent ass Finn, loud ass Oliver. Oli came back. He's like, yeah, man, I'm hanging out. I said, okay, dude. Yeah, and shout out for you listening. If you made it this far, there's only one more thing I think we got to do. And that is, oh, wait, you can't do it. I can't, no. Fuck. Well, I guess it's just me, Lone Ranger, baby. We will see you later, nerds! <laughs>